Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm going to do something today I've never done before. I'm going to drive an electric car from London to Merseyside. As you know, we love being green on Gareth Jones and Speed as much as we love driving around in very powerful sports cars too. So every now and again, we like to keep an eye on the latest developments in electric motoring. We've dabbled up to now. Richard's had a bit of a drive in a Nissan Leaf. I've had a bit of a drive around in a Renault Zoe, but only in London. This is an entirely different project. I'm going up to Liverpool to work for the next three weeks, so I thought I'd try and make the journey up there a bit more interesting by doing it in an electric car. Nissan came forward and volunteered a Leaf, a car which I've said up to now I'm not really in love with at all. I think it's a funny looking thing. But I've got one for the next few weeks, and you can probably hear that I'm hoofing it now, walking towards the car. You see, living in London as I do, East London, Hackney, not many of us have places that we can park our cars in front of our house on a drive. We have to park on the street. And you can't charge at home by running a cable across the pavement into the street. No, that would be dangerous and illegal. So I have to find a public charging point. Now, luckily, I have several free public charging points just a short walk away from my house and in the time that we've recorded this first section I'm most of the way there so it's not the most convenient thing in the world if you haven't got drive parking but if you are prepared to do a little of the green stuff walking around then that's part of the whole green experience, isn't it, I suppose? Walking to my electric car. Right. I must say, when I dropped the car to be charged earlier on, in fact, just to be topped up, because it was pretty much fully charged when it was delivered, but I've got a long journey to do, so uh, I thought I'd make sure it was absolutely brimmed I don't know if it's possible to brim an electric car in the way that you do with petrol, but that's what I've done. And funnily enough, when I came to the electric parking bay, which is usually free, I've noticed these days, you know, there isn't a car parked in there. There was a car parked in there. It wasn't an electric car, though. It was a local minicab driver who only realised I was about to charge my car and looking rather indignant from my eco car he very politely said oh I'm sorry you want to charge on move and he moved out of the way and then the question started now this is the first time I've charged this particular car so I was trying to concentrate but I'm sure this is something I'm going to have to get used to as anyone who drives electric cars will know every time you plug them in or turn up there are questions from people it reminds me of when I had a mobile phone I actually had one of the first hundred 
hand portable mobile phones in the country. It was in 1986. I bought it when I was doing Get Fresh. So I was touring the country, needed a phone because I didn't have a production office for myself. So I got a mobile phone. It cost me 1,500 quid and calls were like 30p a minute or something. It was crazy. And every time I got it out to use it, barrage of questions from people. Oh, how'd you get the bills? How much does it cost? Where'd you get it from? Are there any places it doesn't or does work? All that stuff. And I guess it's the same owning an electric car. If you're an early adopter, you end up doing some evangelist work for the concept. So here we are. I've actually walked the whole distance from my house, not too bad really, to the car, which is still there with a cable plugged in, I can see. I got an update on the uh, application that comes with the car to tell me that the car is fully charged. Got a range of about, I think they said 90 miles or thereabouts. Right, if I can work out how to disentangle this car, I will, here we go. It's charging through the front, there's a little hatch where the power cable goes in. Now, what's the routine here? Do you unplug the car first or the power first? Let's see. Should have read the manual, really. As you can probably tell from that very Japanese-sounding chime, the car starts, it's charged, it says 93 miles. I've now got to drive home, load up my bags and head off up the road. Oh, and here's a nice thing. The journey I planned on a computer at home a few minutes ago and it sent it directly to the navigation on the car. So I just press a button and go, theoretically. So it's the joy of being in an electric car. When you pull away, you are reminded how deliciously quiet they are. The loudest thing in this car is the indicator ticking away then, purring along at 15 miles per hour, down a little back street over speed bumps. It doesn't feel like a small car, the Leaf feels bigger than a Focus, slightly taller, slightly more upright. Not as cute in any way as the Zoe, but built on essentially the same technologies. Right, I'm going to load up my bags at home and I'll give you a report when we're rolling properly. Okay, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm leaving. The system in the car is going to tell me where to stop for fuel. I say fuel, meaning a charge. Old-fashioned I am. Well, let's see how this goes. Spooky, isn't it? I'm still not quite used to the idea of being able to roll away utterly silently. Even that little i3 BMW that I drove was silent when it pulled away. It had a range extender engine, but it was an electric car. When the car first came out, I said I hated the way it looked. I thought it was too much, and I thought the Nissan Leaf looked ridiculous. But I may have softened on one of those views. I thought the BMW i3 was a bit weird when it came out, but I really like it now when I see it. I think it's bold, and I think the Leaf has 
got some way to go before it's an attractive car. It's an interesting car, but is it attractive? Don't think so. Right, I should pay attention to this car. Am I driving in eco mode? I'm accelerating very gently in the city. I'll let you know when I've driven it for a bit. Welcome to a bit of electric motorway fun. I've managed to get on the bottom of the M1 without needing a recharge, which I should be able to do as it's only about 10 miles from my home in North London. And I've now engaged cruise control and we're batting along. I'm batting along. You're batting along with me. At 49 miles per hour exactly, I am still in eco mode because the most important thing in this journey is that I get there, not that I get there quickly. So I've avoided any rapid acceleration, deacceleration. And I tell you what, if you set the cruise to 50 at the bottom of the M1, you get a private lane. Everyone else in their IC cars are blasting past at more reasonable motorway speeds, but hey, it's 207 miles. That means it's going to be a little over four hours plus charging time. It's telling me that my first charging stop should be in Northampton, which is sort of a third of the way, which is good. Yeah, that's okay. That's cool. I'm now down to 67 miles, travelling at 50 miles per hour. Here's some things I've noticed about the car since I've got in it. If you charge your phone in a car that happily streams music from your phone via Bluetooth, if you plug it in, it confuses it and then won't stream the Bluetooth. So I'll have to do a bit of reading of manuals to try and work that out. Also, there's a temptation not to have the heater on in this car because it does have a minor effect on the range of the car. So I'm operating without the heating on. It's not cold in the car. It's a cold day today. It's about seven degrees out. But I've got a jumper on like a nice eco man. And I'm wearing my hat indoors in a car. Sorry about that. But I'm not going to turn the heating on. Which is fine. But it does make the windows a little foggy. And when you turn on the heated rear window and the heated front window, it does activate the heater for a while. And you can see the mileage going down. Already down to 66 miles now. How about that? Am I going to make it to Northampton? I'll tell you when I get there. If I can see out the foggy windows. Well, it's quarter to four now. I've been driving for an hour and three quarters. And my charge indicator tells me I have a range of only 18 miles left. I'm not convinced I've really got to grips with the whole navigation charging point system in this car yet. I'm sort of flying slightly blind. Uh, it keeps wanting to take me off the motorway because I asked it to choose an eco route. But I have slightly more faith in the idea that I'm going to find a rapid charging point on the motorway than anywhere else. Now, I don't know. I could be wrong because I'm no expert in electric driving in the UK on motorways but the whole idea of this project is to find out what it's like to go out there how much preparation do you need to do or is the network in place to support people who think they might want an electric car to go out and do this now without too much anxiety I have to admit 
I have a slight sense of trepidation. I'm hoping that the next service station, which is only about five or ten miles away now, has a rapid charging point. I think it has. I can't quite work it out from the navigation system, which should be a bit more intuitive than that, or maybe I'm just a bit stupid. But here we are. What does it say now? Coming up to a sign that says... McDonald's and Costa two miles so I guess that's the services so here we go two miles at 50 miles per hour is going to be just over two minutes I'll pause and then find out when we pull into the service station where the electric power points are that's something I've never noticed before as I approach the exit to the motorway there's a sign listing all the services that motorway services offers and I saw an electric car recharging point icon that I've never noticed before you'll see them there although having just passed a second road sign with information on it that one didn't have the electric car charging point sign uh oh okay battery level is low it tells me 18 miles and it's flashing I've just got a warning alright you're sharing the anxiety with me if it all goes wrong I have to call the RAC don't I get them to tow me somewhere where I can charge let's hope we don't have to do that ok I'm going to put the recorder down now and concentrate excuse me I am driving you know motorway into the car park area gonna look for recharging points are they at the fuel station or are they here can't see anything in the car park at this section here okay let's go right up to the services ah I can see what's this that's me, Ecotricity. Electric vehicle recharging point. Ha! I made it with 18 miles to spare. <laughs> Congratulations! Well, I haven't made the whole journey. I've made it to Northampton. I'm now going to see how long it takes to charge this thing up. How exciting! Well, that went well. I waved my card in front of the Ecotricity Electric Highway charging post here, and it immediately started charging my car. And I've got a little blue light flashing on the dash to tell me I'm charging, and I think it's only going to take 23 minutes. That's what it advised me when I looked on the online thing before I left. So I'm off to have a cup of coffee and a wee, and maybe even a patisserie in 23 minutes, and come back and see if I've got 80% charge. Uh, it's already up to about 20-something. It was down to about... I oh know, that's at range, is it? I can't see from here. I'll find out. I've come back to the car. It's been charging for 51 minutes now, and it's got 90%. They were right. It did go to 80% in about 23 minutes. But there's always that temptation, as long as you look at the car and you see those little blue lights flashing on the dashboard from outside, I just leave it to charge a few minutes more, because I might just need that range to make it to my next filling station. 
I've made a decision I'm at 90% so I'm going to quit the charge and head up the road and see if I can make it to the next charging point wish me luck it's going quite well I know electric cars are quiet, but listen to that. No sound at all. <laughs> That's because I'm parked outside an Asda 24-hour supermarket in Wolverhampton. The reason I'm here is that when I arrived at the charging point at Canuck going north on the M6, the Ecotricity charging point there didn't work. So I called them and they said, oh, that's okay. You can drive over the service road to the southbound carriageway and use the one that's working there. So I went through the service road, found the southbound place, and unfortunately that one started showing an error when I plugged in as well. So... I tried using the onboard charging point location thing that comes with the Nissan Leaf that took me to an industrial estate that didn't have a charging point and then my next stop was here it has a charging point but unfortunately it's for a electricity supply firm who I don't subscribe to hold on that's a phone that may be my recovery now hello hello there Yes, I'm fine, thank you. That's correct. That's right, yes. Terrific. It's an electric car, and there's a car charging point that is working at Keel Services. I've encountered two on the motorway that weren't. Fantastic. Yep. That was the recovery, a local recovery place sent by Nissan, who provide this service for Nissan Leaf owners. Uh, the car hasn't let me down. Let's be clear about this. It's the electrical charging network, which is not fully functional. The guy on the phone said they've had a lot of problems lately. This week has been a massive breakdown. Well, that's no good to me. You know, if it's a network, you depend on it. So I'm sitting patiently in my maroon-coloured Nissan Leaf, marooned. They'll be here soon. They're going to tow me to Keel Services, I believe, on the M6, where there is a charging point that works, but I'll believe that when I see it. Keel Services. Quarter past 11. I've got a pizza and a cup of Earl Grey tea, which cheered my heart when they said they had Earl Grey. Hot. So I like my tea. Uh, I'm killing time because the flatbed truck dropped me at Keel Services northbound to charge up. Unfortunately, the charger there had been reversed into by a truck, so it didn't work. However, with persuasion, the duty manager allowed me to use the service road, come over to the southbound, and I'm charging on a rapid charger on the southbound. Another 20 minutes or so to go, and I should have 80% charge or more. So by the time I finish my cup of tea, get out to the car, hopefully that charge will get me to, I think, Warrington, where I can get a quick charge which will get me to my destination on the Wirral in Merseyside. Not there yet, but I'm not defeated. Almost was, but I'm not going to give up. Hey, I knew this wasn't going to be easy.
I've come back to the car and it's only 79% charged so I'm just going to sit here until it's 90% charged which shouldn't be more than 15 minutes or so because I'm going to need every last mile of the battery power in this car to get me to where I'm going because I think I'm going to have to recharge again on the route however let me tell you something I've got to fill some time here while I'm waiting for the charge so I'll tell you a story the chap who picked me up on the flatbed I think he said it was called MMS Recovery from somewhere near Cannock in Staffordshire. I was telling him that I was happy to be in the West Midlands, particularly the Black Country, because, as you know, I'm a Slade fan. And I know some of the towns around here because they're referenced in Slade songs and where Slade come from. And uh, he said to me, oh, you, I forget the drummer's name, he said. I said, Don Powell. Oh, you had a terrible car crash, a white Rolls Royce. Well, it was a Bentley, I said. In 1973, on the motorway, he recovered it. The recovery driver, this chap called Nigel, actually recovered, or so he says, Don Powell's Bentley from a truly appalling road traffic accident where Don was left with very serious memory issues and sensory issues for the rest of his life, and his fiancée at the time was killed. So, wow, he played a part in Slade history, that man, so fancy picking me up along the way. Extraordinary turn events. Very nice chap. When I arrived, by the way, at Cannock, I had to get a pass to be let over to the southbound side to charge up, and when the car's charged, I've got to go back to the northbound side, through the service road, drop the pass off, and then maintain my journey. But my problems are trivial compared to some people's, aren't they? I am 5.1 miles from my destination. I've just turned off Edge Hill and I'm on my way to Wallasey and uh, there was a road closure ahead and it was a slight worry because although I'm only now 4.9 miles away from my destination, I've got 16 miles of charge and I wasn't sure whether that diversion was going to take me beyond the range of the car. Am I going to make it? You know, the end of the Le Mans programmes on Gareth Jones on Speed, there's that sense of tension where you just don't know if your car is going to make it to the end of the race. That's pretty much exactly how I feel right now. Now, I don't mind getting that sort of entertainment from my motorsport. I'm not sure if I want my daily drive to have that edge of anxiety to it. Am I going to make it? Well, let's see. I'll tell you in a moment. that a low battery charge even though I'm seeing 17 miles as I pass through the Kingsway all of the two Mersey tunnels have you ever seen that George Lucas film that he did long before Star Wars it looks just like this and I think they probably had electric cars in that science fiction film that involved a lot of tunnel driving so I'm emerging from underneath the Mersey Onto the Wirral, where I'm staying for the next three weeks. I am 1.7 miles from my destination. It says eight minutes to do that 1.7 miles. Okay, we'll see. And, of course, I'll have to pay the tunnel toll. I have to pay, like everyone else, despite the fact I'm in an electric car. Only fair, I suppose. The money goes in the basket. And I've got to follow instructions for the last couple of miles. Nearly, nearly there. 
I'm about half a mile away from the destination now. I've got a flashing 11 miles range on the dash. I've got a yellow recharge warning going and I'm almost, almost there. Despite having a little bit of a buffer, I've been tempted to turn the climate control off. Just want to be certain I'm there because I've never been to this address before. So you don't know you're there until you're there. Looking for the left turn that's going to take me to where I'm going. I've looked it up on Google Maps. But that's going to be completely different to identifying it after a very, very long journey. Can you tell I'm spinning this out because I'm not there yet? Is it St. Vincent Road? Second left turn. Second left. Okay. You mean this one? This is dead end. Really? It's not that one. It's a dead end. Uh oh. <laughs> It's off Tobe, that's right. Uh, That's not the road I want. I'm going down it. Because I think I'm dangerously close. I can see the Mersey ahead of me. I can see the seafront, which is where I'm staying. Haven't actually found the house yet. As I go down some cobbles... And I'm hoping that this thing's got good brakes because I don't fancy going straight into the... Oh, it's a dead end! Oh, although there is perhaps a possibility of popping over this little curb. Yes. Well, I was able to get out of there. I don't think that was a strictly legitimate manoeuvre. But it's put me where I want to be at the end of this parade. I can see the house. I've looked it up on Google. I know what it looks like. There it is. I've done it. After an incredible 11-hour journey, I've made it. The venerable Nissan Leaf didn't let me down, but the network did. So I know it's only been a one-day experiment so far, but the first part mainly worked. There was only one bit where... The system didn't work, and that was the bit between Stafford and Keel. And mercifully, my roadside assistance took care of that bit. Phew, I'm here. Right. Well, how does this car work out? Well, it got me here, a journey like no other, but I'll let you know what it's like as I use it for the next couple of weeks here in Liverpool. I'm going to recharge my own batteries now. And you'll be able to hear all about Gareth's further adventures driving an electric car around Liverpool as we celebrate the 10th year of what is the most popular British car podcast in the iTunes store. On behalf of the entire On Speed team, thank you for listening and see you for Gareth Jones On Speed Season 11 coming at you in January 2015. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter... Or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!